Ready Check Radio. Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Relic Grind, Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means we're live. Twitch.tv slash Ready Check Radio. Chat joining us, ready to chime in on their opinions on everything we have to talk about today. If you're joining us via YouTube or on Audible, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, any of those distribution outlets... Take a moment, head on over to ReadyCheckRadio in the upper dot uh, com in the upper right hand corner. I've got all the socials for you: Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of that stuff. Go give it a like, go give it a follow, subscribe, whatever it is on those different social media platforms. Feed the algorithm, help us out. If you like what we do here, best thing you could do: tell a friend, tell a friend, have them show up live. Joining me to, today to go over Final Fantasy fourteen news, Forspoken news, and other news and including billboards chat definitely already there's people here just for billboards today apparently <laughs> mr chris montoya aka tarkoth what's up sir greetings programs man what a week like delays I know, right? I know, release right? dates advertisement opportunities yeah uh yeah. speaking yeah. of advertisement opportunities i heard the relic grind is advertising now did you did you see that i i have not i have not i did it wasn't it i, I didn't know that it had gone up yeah, I, I it's mean, up. Yeah, I immediately in the best locations too, Minnesota and Idaho. A lot of traffic on these. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was so Thursdays, good. four p.m. PDT, seven p.m. Eastern. I we I, I Tark, I didn't know we had <laughs> we had finished it yet. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, big props to Sir Unite to help me throw that together. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know well you got to do what you got to do. We were we're going to be at yeah. a couple of cons this year. With Ready Check Radio banners, we haven't told anybody that, and Ooh. visiting people and doing a show live. You know, we're, we don't have dates and stuff yet, but more coming. So, yeah, absolutely growing. You know, keep let, growing. let, let uh, hosts know so they can get tickets to. Yes, yes, <laughs> show up. absolutely. Also on the line, Kronos not here today. Remember, uh, he will not be joining us, and no show next week. Everybody has off next week because I'll be headed out bright and early. Friday morning for a weekend at Ocean City with the family. So Thursday night, going to be a little preoccupied. So no show next week. We will, of course, be back the following Thursday, filling in for Kronos, the one, the only Mr. Michael Poveromo. It's Mr. Happy. What's up, Big Daddy? I didn't know this was this was a, a sharing, a share, a billboard meme sharing center. Yeah. Uh, do you have oh one? Go boy. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I don't know how to, I don't know. How do I do that? How did you, how did you change your camera to, to the picture? Did you uh, just share was, your uh, screen? You streamed it. Yeah. And so, I have virtual camera. So he's, he's, oh, he's I have virtual a virtual camera. camera. I'd have to, I, you'd have to accept, yeah. you'd have to accept my, yeah. I'd have to either drop it in the discord so you could share it. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you go, go. Well, actually like drop it in the show notes. Right in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I'll drop it in the show notes, and at the end, we'll take a look. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll That's prep it, and we'll take a look at your billboard at the end. Yeah. Uh, mine's mine's maybe a little less advertising and more just placing an image, but... LOL. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Yeah, go ahead and throw the, the link in there, and, or the, the file, it's, uh, the picture itself, whatever. I'll get it prepped up. But yeah, I thought, you know, gents, you know, we finished the show last week. 
It was the day before the live letter. We talked about 618 and the, the data center stuff coming the following week and the 24-hour maintenance. We, basically, like, the show notes for this week were written last week course, when we yeah. were done, right? <laughs> like, it was, perhaps, yeah. I know you're putting together shows yourself when you do the show notes for things because uh, you don't, I know you don't always do them. Sometimes it's a little spur of the moment, and sometimes Sly actually will put them together. But those are the shows that you're like, yeah, we don't need show notes for it. We're, we're going yeah. to pull up somebody's site that has a nice recap of the live letter, and we're just going to run it. We're just going to run it. Like, as somebody that puts those together, you love those weeks because you're like, man, that's an hour show. I don't got to do shit. <laughs> <You know>? An hour? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. State of the realm sometimes <laughs> goes a little longer. But uh yeah those are, so it I'm took like, me a moment to put together graphics and stuff for my show last week but yeah it's, yeah you know you're, easy. Like, you're like okay <laughs> let me let me grab some uh b-roll footage for a couple of different things a screenshot here and then you're done you're done and then just as the week went by more mm. and more and more and more and i was like well i i guess i'm gonna actually have to put together show notes uh that have st- <laughs> Sorry. After I, this, I have to get to work on the stuff they did today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go for it. You want to? You want to start there? Go for it. Start there. I mean, it's, uh, do you know how many places we have to go today? Yeah. <laughs> you should direct. You got to direct the ship. Now. No, you got to direct the ship, or we're gonna get lost because there's too many things. There's way right. too many things that have happened in the last week. Well, let's start. Let's start with six one eight. Right? It was tiny. Uh, as far as there, you know, no real content, content, but it was the big one as far as data center travel went. Obviously, tons of people looking forward to that, and it went ahead and shit the bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't know if anybody expected anything else, right? Like the Amber Heard patch. Oh, jeez. Hearsay. Hearsay. Uh, <laughs> objection. Uh, <laughs> you asked the question. Well, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, <laughs> so yeah, and and ironically, like I expected when you know, inevitably, it didn't work out on the first four, 24 hours. I expected it to be a rough week full of Yoshi P apologies and everything, and then quickly, just things went off the rails and all of a sudden nobody was talking about 24 hours of absolutely abysmal data center travel <laughs> the service being shut down eventually and then 24 hours later spinning it back up kind of a world at a time uh and introducing little delays during prime time hours and things like that for certain data centers now i personally there are a couple you know friends i'm going to go visit now and then but this is not something i needed to be there and was like disappointed by it not working perhaps were you like day one making the 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 star-studded mr happy tour of servers or anything or was this kind of eh, okay it's down i'll see you tomorrow yeah i knew there was no hope it was going to work in the first place i'm yeah. like i'm logging yeah. in and playing there's no chance i i risk using this service the day it releases i barely want to log into the game on days the patches release in fear of it not being able to boot up correctly you think i'm going to use this no no at some point sure but day of no i'll have a reason to visit when i do what about you tark let's just say my ultimate group had a um a note no one is to use data center travel because we want to make sure that you're available on wednesday oh 
I was not permitted. Some of some friends tried to come over to play with me uh, on Tuesday. They got trapped and couldn't get back. And they're like, I can't even access my retainers. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of restrictive in that way. But, you know, we could play together. So I didn't go anywhere. Some people did and ended up hanging out with me for a little bit. But, yeah, it's it's a cluster. Cluster F. It does seem to be, for the most part, running now. Uh, again, there yeah. are restrictions on it sometimes as far as timing and things like that. But all in all, it does seem to be up and running and off to a little bit of a rocky start, but quick recovery. Nothing like some other rocky starts we've seen mm. in uh, eight plus years of covering this game and 10 plus years of covering it from 1.0 forward. Uh, then, of course, the live letter, right? Our first foray into 6.2. Finally, big feature. We made predictions last uh, show on would it even be mentioned since this was kind of like part one of the live letter and they're going to do the, the old part two later. Uh, I was right, Tark. Island Sanctuary yep. did get quite a bit. So I think we're even though it may not be in the order it happened, let's start there because that's really like the new new, right? Kind of like Crystalline Conflict was in 6.1. This is the new new that's going to be coming in the 6-2 series, with the, the exception new. of some dungeon-y stuff we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, You would think yeah. that that Island Sanctuary is, like, right up my alley, particularly with the interacting with <laughs> your minions and stuff like that, and me and my minions, I, I I, I'm not going to do a lot of Island Sanctuary. I would have never thought you would be into Island Sanctuary. I, did, I, I wouldn't peg you for an Island really? Sanctuary. Really? Just because yeah. of the interaction with minions, I, I could no, see somebody going. Those are minimal at best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just collecting them. They're I am like, going to go like to rock. see them run around. I, I yeah, am and go see them. And that <laughs> novelty will wear off. <laughs> did anything interest you on this one, Tark? vaguely interested i like the fact that everything is separate except for like the end special currency for island sanctuary uh inventory tools uh everything that you can glamour up buildings and such i, I like that everything is separate as far as inventory purposes which now that also then leads me to think you know if we have all this server space for everyone to get their own island and all their own tools and all this stuff that's separate from the game can we please get a better glamour transbox system please like make make that happen more inventory like i don't there's no excuses like <laughs> just give it to us Haps, you're gonna be uh on the island with your minions i'm gonna be just on the island doing island stuff that's that's whatever island stuff is things. i mean they they detail it but i'm gonna be an island boy <laughs> <laughs> That, oh was, that, that was that was absolutely That was absolutely awful. It was. It was. It was. That's why it was in my head. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess around. I always I'm an every content kind of person. You know. So here's I, I dabble on everything. Like here's they they were trying to give a scale for size, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like a censored. Yeah, it, phallus. It, it definitely does. Like if you I look think it's at, a dolphin, to be fair. I think but. it is too, yeah. But the way they tried <laughs> to pixel it upside down. No, I think it's like a dolphin or something jumping out of the water type deal. And they mm. give you the size of a Rogadin, like on, on the beach there. I actually <laughs> tried to wipe my monitor when I was like, what the heck is that on my monitor? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that's nice. Like, it's a damn Rogadin. I can't get that Rogadin off of now, that. Now I got to get it out even more. <laughs> 
So this is, you know, this is more, they, they, they did keep like reiterating, this is not like housing. This is not like housing. This is not going to be like housing. Uh, and I kind of don't believe them. Um, <laughs> I kind of... <laughs> Because it is instanced content, so I just feel mm -hmm. like we're going to run into some problems here if we haven't substantially changed architecture, which we know they haven't in certain ways yet. They're going to be, but they haven't yet. So I, I got to say, I am a kind of a little concerned slash curious about how well this works being instanced to all of us. Yeah, they would have fixed housing, you know, give more wards and let people have houses and then and then do islands, but Well okay. no, they reallocated the wards already, Tark. <laughs> oh, that's gonna fix everything, you know. I mean the people who own things still own things, but they've reallocated yeah. the wards. <laughs> yes. That's gonna help immediately. Yep. Uh-huh. No. I still can't get a medium house. Perhaps concerned. But you're gonna about... have a large island. <laughs> <laughs> mammoth Australia sized island. You yes. can have a mammoth dong shaped island. <laughs> for, for, I, I almost wonder. I, I, they haven't said every single. I don't think they've said every single island is is no. is instanced to no, every not every island. Person. No, meaning like not every single person has their own instance. I, I wonder if if somehow phases similar to the way that. Uh, I don't know. I guess like the new tribal quests would work or some other content so that they can pile a bunch of people technically into one server, but you're all right. phased between them. Oh. Uh, I think they, I th I'm yeah. almost certain they have to have a technical workaround for what we think it is versus how it's, it's programmed on the back end. Well, I, I would also think that because if they are doing their own, you know, private islands, which I, again, I agree with you. I don't think that they're, uh, that they're doing it like that. I, then they do obviously have the question of why didn't we just do housing, please? Like housing is the infinite, the immediate problem. If we're able to do islands now, why didn't we just do housing? So I, I tend to agree with you that this is going to be like divvied up over multiple players, instancey, the way they're going to combine this. Uh, Hey, I'm I'm all for although this this is one of those things like PVP for me, right? Although I'm not probably going to do a ton here, I'll tinker with it here and there at best. Uh I am all for this type of content. Like it is there is definitely an audience that likes to do their Stardew Valley harvesting kind of stuff uh, in games and now they can do it in Final Fantasy if they want to. Uh, and then we got another Square Enix game, Harvestella, coming up. But I was that, gonna yeah, say. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Harvestella they announced the Harvestella. God of War. Yeah. It's, they, they announced Harvestella dumb. and then they gave us the information on Island Sanctuary. And now I'm like, well, what do I want to invest my time into? The Final Fantasy 14 version or the game that's outside of that I, I don't know yeah the game that's outside of it you'll be buying god of war instead uh yeah. so just go ahead and, and do island sanctuary <laughs> well i gotta get through all the other god of wars first so wait what no you don't just play four wait wait have you never played a god of war game <laughs> no i've played them i've never beaten one. Oh, you've never beaten a single one of them 
yeah, yeah. just just play the most recent one. You're fine. Boy. Boy. <laughs> Boy simulator. Boy. Um, by the way, uh, name of the patch, Buried Memory. Late August. No surprises there if you've mapped things out with this team as long as this panel's mapped things out. New scenario quest. <laughs> New Tatar's Grand Adventure. Or Grand Endeavor. 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 My, my, Gosh. My, my bad. My bad. Endeavor. Uh, because, you know, the last Grand Endeavor was so grand. Uh, hit teleport yeah. three times. And there we go. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Uh, we are getting more Hildebrand, but I think we should stop there. Big but. Yeah, <laughs> big but, because there are a lot of people angry that the upcoming relics will interface with having to do Hildebrand. <laughs> having to do Hildebrand. Now, okay, so obviously this is no big deal for everybody on here. Right, everybody's up to date now with Hildebrand. I am and, now. <laughs> well, you are now. You had to catch up. Happy and I are always up to date with Hildebrand. Uh, Happy's the one that converted me on liking the uh, the gentleman detective. This but, was such a great one too. Yeah, it was really time. good. It was, it was good. really good. But should it be part of relics? <laughs> like there, there's that <laughs> argument of the relics have always intersected with certain bits of content at certain mm -hmm. times. Obviously, things like Bosja and Eureka were, you know, uh, instrumental in in relics and, and things like that. But you know, m maybe you view that a little differently. That's a side grind. It doesn't have anything to do with anything besides a little bit of content while doing your relic and a little bit of story while doing your relic. Here is a piece of side content that has previously existed that to do the current stuff does require you go back and start doing all of the older Hildebrand stuff just to get ready. And obviously you have plenty of time, gang. Plenty of time. A couple of hours and you will be done. And that's if you read everything and enjoy everything. If you just escape through cutscenes, it will take you far fewer than two or three hours. But are you okay with it? Does it open a door maybe to the future relic being tied behind a PvP ranking or oh a certain raid clear or X, Y, Z? Where do you fall, Haps? I like when they intertwine some old content into current content. So with, with the only other relic that's actually forced you to do something prior is Bozja. You had to do the Return right. to Evil East raid series. Yeah. I'd argue that while I like Return to Evil East is one of my favorite 24 mans, that was a far bigger ask than doing a few what are essentially side quest cutscenes that, like you said, a patch a patch of Hildebrand is like five to seven minutes if yep. you skip every cutscene. And something mm -hmm. you can do solo. Yeah, yeah, there are four trials, but three of them can be unsynced really easily by one person, and one of them you probably need a buddy or to hop in the Duty Finder. The Duty Finder queue for the Stormblood one it can be a little long, so I'd recommend just asking an FC member or something to come and blitz it. So, uh, But I mean, it's such a small ask. And I also think people are concerned that they'll have to do the relic to continue Hildebrand, which I don't think will be the case. Yeah, I, I think don't think that's like, going to be the case. They'll be parallel. Like you'll probably need to do Hildebrand in like six point three five or six point four five to advance it, but you don't have to do the the weapon to advance Hildebrand. So, mm. I love this because it's 
I just, I'm glad they're bringing the world's best blacksmith and the world's best goldsmith all both into the same story. Would you be okay with it, though, if it was a piece of content you didn't necessarily enjoy? Now, That's obviously, you do all do content yeah. and a lot, you know, you do the streams and all that stuff, so you you constantly are doing all content. But take, take aside, like, the streaming aspect of what you do. Like, when you sit there and play Final Fantasy and the camera is off, you are doing the things and you're not prepping for a stream or a video, let's put that in there, you are doing the things that you enjoy more than some of the other things in the game that you may do for a video or a stream or something like that. Would you be okay with the Relic intersecting with those things that maybe are 10, 11, 12 on Happy's Happy List? I'd say the only way that'd be the case is if it was content that doesn't match the style of content that we're doing. So, so example I mean is like, if I needed to like be a hardcore crafter to make my combat relic, for example, that would be a mismatch. I wouldn't want to have to be a combat player to do my crafting relic, for example. You know, I, I, those it just doesn't mix. But this has had trials and you know encounters out in the world. It, it, through and through, it is still a combat job series at the very least, or a combat uh, side quest series at the very least. So I think that would be the only thing that would be uncomfortable for me um i'd also say that if hildebrand took longer to get through than it does yeah. then i would be a lot more sympathetic if every single if it was if you needed to do i don't know let's say before you could start your relic back in 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 heaven's ward you needed to do all of uh, a realm it's not a great example let's say you want to do your realm reborn relic but you needed to finish all five patches after a realm reborn came out to start it that would be excessive. Something of that length would be excessive. But this couple hours done, even if you don't like it, it, it seems like it's more energy to complain about it than it is to skip all the cutscenes to get through it. Tark, you okay with it? I, again, I, you probably are just because you don't mind doing the Hildebrand quests and the short and it really doesn't <sighs> matter. I'm talking more about the precedent it sets joining the yeah. relic to content. Uh, so part of the reason why I never or did it is specific content, just... I should say. It's it's it was so side content that didn't really matter, so I didn't care. But then you know with this show, and I wanted to get caught up, and I got caught up. So I'm caught up. I'm good to go. But there are people that may not want to do this. They don't find the the humor funny at all. Um, those people are wrong. But I mean, there are people that don't appreciate that humor. Um, they can always skip it, but to require it just it just feels icky um and i feel like we're, we're headed down a path where we're going to start needing to require like all sorts of different content for future content and then we're going to have webs of okay well you got to get this done to do this part then to do this part so um I, I don't like the precedent that it's setting especially with something that was strictly side content but again even the relic itself is arguably for 99% percent of the player base optional, right? Obviously, those hardcore progression free companies and things like that are they're trying to take out ultimates and you know we don't need we don't care about that. <laughs> this weapon's garbage compared to the yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, in most cases, even the relic quite like it, we're we're talking about optional content that is locked to optional content. Uh, at the end of the day, we still have not crossed into like required content being gated by side content. 
uh, Hildebrand type stuff like that. I, I, you know, I'm okay with it. Suck it up and fucking hit escape and and, <laughs> and skip the cutscene. Like, if, if you don't want to see him pose, don't watch him pose. Like, I, I don't care. I'll do. It. I don't care. Like, <sighs> I farmed Atma before the fix, son. Like, I don't oh, yeah. go go do <laughs> go Eastern do Thanalan. Go do it. Your, your home. Oh my god. What was the I'll final count? It was like 72 fates before I finally got a drop. Anyway. So, and I got in two, and you were like, son of a... I was like, I hate this. Guy. I have a funny story going all the way back to that, but it's not relevant. Go for it. Who cares? Oh, when so when they first came out, we didn't know they were random drop rates, right? Like, the patch was brand new, 2.1. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I did one fate. So they, I looked at the name of the Atma and thought, oh, that's a hint for what fate drops it. <laughs> and then I went to the fate that I thought it was, which I think was in like Western Lenosha, and I got it in one try. So then I was convinced I was right. So I was trying to do that for all of them for a good several hours before I, I learned that that wasn't the case. So that was, uh, and then it was, then it, my depression kicked up immediately once I realized what the reality <laughs> was. <sighs> Weapon enhancement quests. Quest-centric progression, new tribal quest. It is the Omicrons. It is the Omicrons. So no Loperitz. No. Yet. No. Yet. Yet. I'm so glad they're the doing this Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> restaurant at the end of the universe thing. I'm, I, this, they, I, they never said we were getting Omicron tribal quests, but yeah. the fact that they did exactly what I was hoping they would do is great joy for me. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it too. Actually, Q uh, over at MMO Bomb with me, she she pegged this one too. Like I was like, I hope it's Loperitz first. She was like, No, it's gonna be Omicron. It's Omicron. I was like, ah, It's gonna be, but it doesn't have to be right now. Then we get a new trial, but it's a secret. It's okay. okay I'm gonna tell you it's, right now. It's here's not a secret. We all guessed on last no. week's show. We all had the same guess. What's yours, Happy? It's Cagnazzo. Because Scarmiglione, Scarmiglione is going to be the boss of Troya. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. Like what? Golbez will be the end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Golbez and our 6.1 spoilers, okay? Yeah, you're fine. We we did as, our spoiler show already. And as Daya, as the shadow dragon for Golbez. Yes. Oh, no doubt. Mm. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Sorry, but you are. <laughs> as soon as I saw that story, I was like, "I know where this is going." <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I know who the Bone Dragon is, and damn it, you're boned. <laughs> you are boned, my friend. This does not end well for you. This does not end well for you. Uh, then we have our new raids, our Pandemonium, Abyssos, and Savage, trying a little something different this time putting Savage out one week after patch drop instead of two. Now, in the live letter they sell, uh, the, the, itself, they did say they've had feedback going back all the way for arguments in, uh, in favor of and not in favor of making Savage just one week after the content patch. They're going to try it. They're not saying that they're going to stick with this. They do want to see what the feedback is Maybe it'll be the standard going forward. Maybe they revert it back to two weeks. Happy you have a question, sir. 
Point two and point four were never delayed before. This is they're adding a week, not taking a week. Uh, adding a week. My bad. I'm ex- I explained it. I explained it the wrong direction. My bad. My bad. I'm just making sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the words in my head did not match the words coming out of my mouth. So Savage will be released one week after patch six two. After six two. Happy. Uh, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. You look like you are in absolute bliss over it. Yes. Asking for it for six years now. (laughs) (laughs) I asked for two weeks, but one, I perfectly fine. A delay, specifically. A delay. Tark, your group. Yeah. Back and forth a little bit through groups. How's the current group feel about this? (laughs) Uh, Everyone's excited to get another week of ultimates. So that's nice. Um, we're still not going to get it done before Savage. Um, I might be doing Ultimate and New Savage. It looks like it might work out. So I might be raiding six out of the seven days a week. <laughs> but good times. Oof. Oof. All right. In the interest of time, uh, Unreal Trial, Sephiroth, uh, job adjustments, stuff like that. You know, the, the usual smorgasbord of smaller items. But the the one I do think we need to talk about here is the whole variant dungeons and criterion dungeons. <sighs> so variable difficulty dungeons, they were previously on the the things called criterion dungeons. 90 play, uh, level 90 content for 1 to 4 players. Well, now we already knew that. We already knew that. No role restrictions job changes permitted. We already knew that too. Uh, Enemy strength determined by party size. We kind of had an idea based Mm -hmm. on side comments that that was going to be the case. What we have like kind of been like, oh, please don't do is, hey, oh, there's two people here. Give it 250,000 more hit points and have it scale damage 1.4 times. Uh, Make these a little different. Now, they are doing some different things here from what we know so far there are going to be different branches based on player action as far as the route of progressing through them so that's kind of neat but they did also say that like uh, i don't know it was so like conflicting uh (laughs) the way like the the path would be pre-generated but different sometimes when you did it i don't know i don't know then we'll, we'll get to a, another path dungeons in a second but as far as the uh variant dungeons it sounds like exactly what i was kind of hoping it wasn't um where it just seems like monsters are going to get a little stronger and have a lot more hp whether there's one two three four of you and oh by the way these ones will have a little bit of side pathing depending on player decisions throughout it, which we saw in dungeons a while ago, way back, (laughs) Uh, Mm. but have not. I mean, they've just been straight lines for years now. So I'm in favor of that, but I don't think this was like the enhanced dungeon difficulty I really wanted, a la a World of Warcraft Mythic Plus type piece of content without the problems of Mythic Plus. I'm not saying just insert it. I want the dungeons to be so good. But we'll see. We'll see. Tark, did this hit the mark for you? I know you're a dunge- a fellow dungeoneer as well. 
this particular pr piece of content, no. Um, what I label it as, this is the story mode of of the dungeons that are being released. Yeah. Um, so you, you basically you're going to keep going through it, so you can get the different endings, and then when you got all the different endings, you're pretty much done. Like, there's nothing really. I don't think of any value coming out of here. But one thing that they didn't talk about in any of these new dungeon packages here is any sort of rewards or um, yep. achievements or anything like that. So that's we're still in the dark on that. Um, but it's the second set of dungeons that I really care about. Yeah, so this, this is where we get a, another sealed-in subterrain and a savage version of it. Now, this news did make me happy as well, Mr. Happy. And you look quite smiley over it. Mm. I'm also smiling over variant dungeons. I hope variant dungeons at least give tomes equal to like what expert dungeons give, just as another option. Fair. That's just something to add in there. I yeah. hope they do. Parties fewer than four players will be supplemented via matching in these ones because you do have to have a tank, a healer, and two DPS. That does have to be a four-person group for both the normal and the savage versions of these. Uh, interesting changes here. Defeated enemies don't revive uh, after the party uh, wipes. And in savage mode, you'll have to preform the four-player party. There is no matching available. All methods of resurrection are permitted. Enemies will be, become much stronger if not defeated into in a certain time limit. And they do say that the dungeons will be similar to the variant dungeons as far as the way they're structured but enemy difficulty is entirely different. This sounds more in line with what I was looking for, which was something a little bit different on the pathing and my normal story dungeons, you know, going into invariant as the, the story portion of it and then optional increased difficulty a la way back when, perhaps the expert dungeon system uh, or the hard mode version of yeah, quote, quote, the hard mode version of dungeons. This seems a little more the Criterion Dungeons in line with what I wanted. What I'm really glad is that they've separated it out like this because when they initially plugged Criterion Dungeons and kind of teased them, th there wasn't like this segregation of a couple different modes, right, of the same type of dungeon. And so mm -hmm. it was really like, oh, great. Yeah, we're going to get something with more HP. And that does seem like what we're going to get in the story-ish variant dungeon, but it seems like I'm going to get almost exactly what I wanted here, pending the rewards. Like, is there a point to doing this more than once that's beneficial to me uh, in, in more ways than just, okay, I cleared it, I got the achievement, or time-trialing myself and my group at that point? The, the rewards, I think, are going to play pretty heavy into this, but... It also suffers from the same thing like your Savage Raids, your Ultimate Raids do, in that you can't put, you know, almost necessary stuff or in those rewards because not everybody wants to do the harder bits of yeah. content. So it's kind of got that balance it's got to strike, right? I feel like almost anyone who's doing Savage 8-Man is looking at this and going, so we can split eight into two groups of four, right? And yeah. we're all good to yeah, go. We're all good. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I don't um I so what I'm I want out of this is a couple of things. One, they said it's normal and savage. Realistically, the difficulty by their own admission is closer to extreme 
and Savage, with yeah. the other one being kind of the okay. variant being the normal mode in a sense. So more middle core content to get people into a better end game setting, one that's unique from what we have from the other pieces of content, one continuous dungeon, a whole what essentially will give us that raid feel that we miss with trials, essentially all our raids are trials at this point. And on top of that, even before considering the rewards, the res the methods of resurrection being almost completely prohibited and extreme, yeah. they give you like a res action that you can use on people for anyone, and being completely turned off and savage. I think we've become far too reliant on resurrections in raids yeah. as a whole. And so I'm glad to see that them kind of easing this idea into a smaller group of people. So everything about this screams world prog to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see the rewards. I'm, yeah, the rewards play a big part in this for me because I want this to be repeatable. Like I want the again. I, I draw the comparison to WoW's Mythic Plus. No, I don't want that system just inserted into Final Fantasy. That's not what I'm advocating for. But there are reasons besides just hey can i take on more of a challenge with my buddies uh to do mythic plus in that it does influence in that system gear um it might be the same gear but it gets an extra plus an extra plus an extra plus an extra plus there's a reason for me to want to run those you know and prep for a hard mode or a heroic or a mythic raid and while the structure is very different in Final Fantasy to the point that you couldn't just insert that type of system without a massive overhaul of the way Final Fantasy's gear progression works, which I think is long overdue anyway, but it's, that's a different topic, um, I do need a compelling reason to want to do this over and over. Because I'll tell you what, if I didn't need to get Tombstone capped for the first couple of weeks of a patch... I wouldn't I wouldn't run any dungeons after I'd cleared them. Like there's there's no reason for in the dungeon proper itself for me to want to re-experience that. They're not that compelling. They're fun. They're cinematic. I love them. I love the boss fights, but they're not compelling enough to want to do six, seven, eight times a night, Tark. I agree with you. Um and I don't even touch dungeons anymore really, except for Leveling roulettes. Um, I, I've been doing PvP if I need tombstones because I just find that a lot more engaging. Uh, I, I kind of think, you know, I don't think this is going to touch our power progression. No, it's maybe not. they set it's, up like, they, a, they'd like be an dumb unreal vendor. You know, you, you if you clear it once a week, you get a certain amount of points, and then next week the layout maybe is different this week, and then you do it once and you get a certain amount of points, and you get minions and glamours and mounts. Well, I mean, you put minions in it, I'll fucking run them yeah. every day. Uh, there's yeah, definitely going to be a minion. I oh, can there assure you there's going to be oh, a yeah. minion. They, need, they need all the minions. Yeah, yeah the there's minions. going to be a minion in the extreme, almost certainly in a mountain, the Savage. I I would bet money on that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I you think, think it just, it'll just drop? Yes. And not be so like he, so, unreal so here's, I think they're going to be using Delubrum's loot idea for this, where you have Delubrum normal mode. There is gear associated oh, okay. with the coins that come from that. And it is gear that's better than, you know, what you can get from a lot of other things, but it's not the best gear, you know? And then I think the Savage gear is going to have Criterion-specific buffs. So things you'll want to collect. 
yes, Criterion Haste, essentially. But it'll also have some rewards that are good for that first clear initially, but don't try to force you to. Nothing nothing that makes you feel like you absolutely have to do it every week or want to, but there are tangible reasons to approach it. I'd like it to innovate on DS, uh, DRS, not DSR, so that's a completely different fight. Um, DRS a little bit, because DRS suffered from not having enough replayability. That still suffers to this now for people trying to go through it later. And so hopefully there's a little bit of a change from what I've suggested, but I think they're going to be largely looking at DRS's uh, loot structure and trying to emulate it for four people instead of right. 48 or 24 people. I got to say, I'm looking forward to it more than I was prior to the live letter. The additional details have not dampened my excitement here. They have uh, caused my excitement to grow a little bit on this one. A little bit on this one. And when they started talking and they started with variant dungeons, I was like, oh, shit. Everyone did the same thing. Everyone uh, groaned. They're like, yeah. this is nothing like what we thought it was going to. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I did the exact same thing. We got debated. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, all in all, 6.2 shaping up nicely. We're still going to have part two of the live letter going into more of these details, particularly Island Sanctuary, which kind of got... A little bit. It, it did get a presentation, but it was a little shorter, and I'm sure they want to reveal more of that before we head in. Uh, and then we'll also start getting like which dot two or two uh, x patch some of these things will be in, because some of them still we know they're going to be in in six two one. We know six two two, but we don't have dates for all of these, or not dates, but patch numbers for all of these things. So get a little more fleshed out in live letter two. <sighs> all right, gang. Is it time? It's time. Not for mine. Don't use mine yet. No, I'm not using yours. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say when. I'll cut to it. I'm not even. I, I, I'm not even putting theirs up, because that's exactly the point. Um, <laughs> that's exactly the point. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right. Let's talk billboards. So apparently, gang. Now, what had happened was. What had happened was <laughs> RP community in Final Fantasy XIV, an in-game nightclub called Rain, put up some billboards in, allegedly, Austin and Houston, Texas, and plans to put up a few, uh, two more in California. Now, to the best of anybody's knowledge so far, and if any of this has changed and you gentlemen know, let me know. The California billboards, A, never appeared, and B, there was speculation by people who claimed they had contacted billboard companies in California and weren't, those companies weren't aware of any such billboards going up. Doesn't necessarily mean they didn't plan to, but it seems to not have happened. There is at least one with, that people have been taking pictures with in Austin, Texas advertising a summer bash giving a discord server for their own uh, nightclub giving the plot that the party will be on a date of june 9th for the party a number of djs and their twitch names who will be streaming music because they, they don't put it in the game they right they stream it right there and then artwork copyright and trademark information for the Final Fantasy XIV online logo, a number of characters on the board, including use of what appears to be 
modded appearances for the characters and data mined outfits. Oh, I should mention that although the billboard fails to mention this, this particular nightclub uh, has been known to delve into the not safe for work, uh, ERP-ish type content. If that's your thing, God bless you. If you're a consenting adult, have whatever fun in game you want to. But this billboard, I- I'm going to be honest, the billboard sucks as far as billboard design. <laughs> like it is absolutely like, unless that billboard, and I don't, I don't, I don't have any concept in my my frame of reference for where that well, is. Well, Tarkov has a concept in his frame of reference where where it's located. Like where, like there is way too much on that billboard for me to be driving past and even have a inkling of and my brain would just get. Did I just see Final Fantasy? Like that. That's probably what my brain would do. There's way too much. Now, if it's in an area where there's maybe some foot traffic and you know a slower area, fine. But what happened? Well, they spent money, put up these billboards, and to the best of all of our knowledge, have no permission from Square Enix to be doing so, let alone using some of the assets, let alone advertising the fact that they are modding, something that the team has been a high hot-button issue lately, and data mining, which they have specifically asked the data mine materials not be shared. It was memed for a little while, And then as people started to notice more and more about this, they were like, wait a minute. This is awful. (laughs) This is literally (laughs) awful and could potentially uh, not only leave these people open to some type of legal action, and we'll talk about that in a second, whether that's a possibility or not, but other communities kind of taking a black eye on behalf of Rain and not liking that they're going to be put in the crosshairs here. Happy, I know you did a whole video on this. Um, I know Hoag Law did a whole video on this as well. Hoag Law's opinion after 45 minutes was exactly what my opinion already was. That, you, yeah, you are probably opening yourself up to legal repercussions here. At minimum, you're probably, you know, open to a cease and desist. Take that down. Uh, if not legal, because some of the things... What's scary, though, is how closely it treads the line to almost being legal. Like, almost... So close. Almost putting Square Enix in a position where they don't have a legal stance until they go back and modify some things in the the different agreements and and user license and mutual party stuff and all that. It's just a bizarre-ass situation that I just have to kind of step back and look at and go the fuck were you thinking like what did you think was gonna happen what did you think was gonna happen (sighs) even aloha's in here to give his opinion all right probably better than all of ours up come on yeah i don't go ahead go ahead ahead. that's all i had i don't know i don't know I think they're just wanting attention, whether it was good or bad. This this puts direct attention on them. And a few of my crystal friends were like, yeah, everything's borked. Just, it sucks. Everybody wants to come check out this house out of morbid curiosity. Yeah, and now like they're, they're saying, hey, we, 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 we don't make any money off of this stuff. It cost us money to put this. And yes, it did. I, again, yeah. 
when you talk about billboard purchasing, by the way, it's like real estate. The, the two big things that are important are size and location. Uh, you can get a billboard for seven or $800 a day in one area and in a large size and in another area uh, pay 3000 to 15000 usually in like four-day chunks is the type of, uh, type of things that those go by, or weekly chunks. Now, by the time Square Enix does anything, this billboard will be down. It's just it's it's over. Like their their thing is July 9th. So as far as like seeing this in court, whatever. So let's say that they spent the high end on this one. They spent ten to fifteen thousand dollars. I don't think they did, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't know the location of the billboard specifically in reference to high traffic areas. But let's say they spent ten grand on it. Uh, it was worth it, like right? Like even if nobody sees the billboard, it was on every gaming. I was on MMO Bomb, like, and honestly, I sat there looking at this for a good hour and a half, two hours before I was like, "Fuck, we have to cover this." Like I <laughs> didn't want to write it up. I wanted to skip it. I Q and I had a discussion on Discord where I was like, "I really don't want to give them exactly what they're going for here." But, you know, I, obviously, MMO Bomb, that's the paycheck. I got to look at it in the best interest of the site. My competitors are all covering it now. I ended up, you know, okay, well, let's write it up, put it up. But the whole situation just absolutely disgusts me. There are side accusations here, too, that we should bring in. Because apparently the Discord for this group uh, allegedly via tweets of people taking screenshots and putting them out there, they were pretty much dicks about the coverage, too, and the backlash. Uh, you know, well, you can't afford to do this. I give away more per weekend at our nightclub things than we spent in this thing, and we're going to give away things there. And it's just totally outlandish. And then, you know, accusations of jumping into other people's streams, inviting them, telling them it's family-friendly, when in, obviously... You know, they, they do some things that aren't family friendly. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I can tell you that quite a few of the Discord screenshots are not people associated. I don't know which ones are and which right. ones. I, I know which right. ones aren't, but I don't know for certain which ones are. Um, I know the first couple to circulate um, the unedited versions of those pictures show that they have a new person tag in that Discord. So... Um, very unlikely that they're the direct associates. Um, also, the cost of the billboard, I heard that it was if they had actually put up four, it would have been upward of that price. If they only put up one, it probably would have been much lower. Um, if it, I still don't even believe the one happened. I know there's, I know there's proof technically that it did, but I still choose not to believe that <laughs> it happened. Um, for me, honestly, other than yeah, oh, by the way, I don't think they spend anywhere near ten grand. I'm no, I'm just, just for the hypothetical the discussion. Center, yeah. If it got that big, still, <laughs> yeah. But the number going around the community is twelve, three thousand per billboard. And I'm like, that's not how billboards work. They don't. It's not just like a, it's not like a flat rate. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but honestly, I don't even really care about the the cringe factor because there's one and. Yeah. As someone who's a king of cringe, I, I know when I'm outdone. I, I, I know when I've been beat. And I feel like I've been beat for the rest of my life at this point. Um, I was mostly interested in 
how close it came to being completely within the material usage guidelines and other guidelines that Screenix has laid out for Final Fantasy fourteen. It's really close. It, very, I mean, they, very close. They screwed themselves over the minute they data mined or modded and used those images. Like from there on out, you lose. Um, and there's an argument to be had that it portrays Square Enix being complicit and or hosting the event themselves, like sponsoring the event. Yes. There's an argument to be had there. Setting those three things aside, there's almost nothing that Square could do without editing their material usage guidelines and shoring up some vague areas, which honestly, this may force them to do because the timeline here is so small. This event is in two days. Whatever Square does after that, this company's the rain's not going to care. The billboard company's probably not going to care. They're, okay, fine, we'll just take it down. The event's over anyway. Um, can Square make some noise? Yeah, and here's the weird spot. They kind of have to. Mm. We're getting a stern talking to next live letter. Oh, <laughs> man, I you know even I'm going to look down. Like, even I'm going to be like, I know, I know, oh. I know. We done I wasn't bad. even part of it, and I feel ashamed. I don't even know any of them, but we done bad, Yoshi. I know. I know. No, not we. No, no, no. This billboard's pretty tight. I just got to say. Uh, no, that's all right. The Lollafell might be a problem. but uh, Lollafells are always a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, as a content creator, it was a genuine piece of interest. That's My video about it is not at all about the ridiculousness of it. I mentioned that I think it is, but it is legitimately about how close it came, and I'm glad that Hoglaw responded. I only tagged Legal Eagle. I felt bad because it was the first name that came to mind. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Hoglaw, Hoglaw did it. We're good. I don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was just... The stern talking to is going to be rough, but we need to, one thing needs to be abundantly clear about this above anything else. This is not how most role-playing venues operate. No. No. <laughs> I know very many people who operate them. In fact, this is not how TV, just clubs in Final yeah. Fantasy operate, setting aside role-play. I mean, you ever gone to Sly's Velvet Room stuff? I mean... It's not like this, folks. <laughs> it's, it's not like this. <laughs> no, not even in the slightest. And there's going to be a lot of people who just get slack for even having venues just because this happened. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable. That's what that I said, though. There's going to be black yeah. eyes on certain people that don't deserve mm -hmm. them cert or certain groups that don't deserve them, Tark. It's, yeah. The whole thing's just so, dumb. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the, that, that upsets me a little bit more than anything else. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to say about it, but I'm still kind of dying inside. So it's, it's hard for me to recall everything exactly. At the end of the day, I honestly don't think much happens other than another stern talking to in a live letter. I don't think it's going to force any policy changes. But just think about it, man. If they I... had made that exact same billboard and just posted it online, and that's it. They would have been fine. Wouldn't even... But that's, that's why it's yeah, interesting. They would have been fine. They That's why it's fun. interesting. The man. fact that money was exchanged here is the problem. Yeah. Uh, and, and for, and for and the, physically the printing medium. the medium. Yeah. 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 So that's, it's, I don't know. It's just fascinating to me as a content creator to see how far one can mentally try to stretch the usage rights. Material usage will be updated. 
particularly yeah. on defining harm to Square Enix. <laughs> you know, it's another another interesting thing. Um, Square Enix has no brand guidelines. Nope. They they actually don't. And I can say this as someone who's worked with them for like if you media tour and you know interviews and stuff. They've never once provided me a set of guidelines that has to be followed, like fonts or spacing or position or anything like that. They've been very, as Hogelaw put it, very uh, creator friendly. And so I would like to see that not change, but I don't think they're going to be thinking of what font the billboard was using when they update the material usage rights or brand Freak is saying, I actually think the Balmog blockade in-game was the worst thing overall as it violates TOS. So does this. The, the fact yes. that they were data mining material and used it and then modded material and used it, those are both against TOS. Uh, yeah, you know, to do that period and then to just kind of flaunt it. That that was the part that got me, Tark. It was like almost like they were like, oh, yeah, we know we're not supposed to do this, but it's all wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So here we go. You know? Yeah. And that's why the uh, TOS is going to get updated a little bit, I, I think, just to protect them from future incidents like this, because just they don't gonna want to say no billboards now. <laughs> 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 just say no more physical media outside of the game, you know. On the internet, one thing, I guess, maybe. Um, but yeah, this is truly fascinating. And if they just had done those two things, like, this could be just crazy. Like, okay, well, Square can't really do anything about it. It's totally legit. It follows the rules. Yeah, nothing burger. I mean, nothing I burger. mean, it violates against other players. It doesn't matter. A violation of TOS is a violation of TOS, whether it impacts mm -hmm. just me being goofy or if I'm blocking somebody else from doing something e either way i'm violating tos uh ask the people using mods on stream that got banned uh, is, yeah you know it's Just the same thing bubbles. yeah it's the same thing yeah uh so we see the kind of silly aka maybe darker side of final fantasy 14's community in that story but i don't want to leave it there before we segue into our other square enix news and then call it a day so i do want to end on a happy not a Mr. Happy, but a happy Final Fantasy community moment with, of course, the one, the uh, absolutely only Alex Mukala and Husky by the Geek joining forces with over 1,000 Final Fantasy 14 singers to create the Community Sings video, singing N. Walker's Close in the Distance song. Absolutely, I mean, names you know, not only from streaming communities and people like Susan Calloway and other vocal performers that Final Fantasy know, uh, fan 14 fans know, but then people like our own Mr. Happy supplying a little bit of bass line there. Bass. Boom, 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 yeah. bass, 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 bass. Yeah. yeah fun, funny thing, I was actually supposed to be a 13th person in the in the original. I I get the nerves. I My nerves, I never submitted. So I said, just throw me in the extras. Just put me in the extras. I said, put me in the extras. <laughs> Straight up what happened, yeah. Are you a singer? Like, I don't think I have ever known that about you. Like, do you sing? I, I did choir and ensemble. Uh, for quite some years, but I wouldn't say I'm a singer. I wouldn't. I don't have any voice training. Or See, anything, yeah. So, so you don't. You don't do like musicals or or theater. No. Or, or, you no. Know. There was a mild interest in high school, but one that quickly fizzled out because it involved not playing video games. <laughs> the, the, the cover is absolutely brilliant, uh, and you would expect nothing less from Alex. I mean, Alex is just phenomenal. But then also. Um, kind of dedicating the whole thing to uh soaking himself right and and his yeah. you know battle with cancer and 
um, you know, uh, still writing the music for N Walker and. It's an amazing video, the limit break bar in the upper left corner filling the entire time and then just going nuts when the as Mr. Happy and his team of a thousand extras chimes oh, in. My team. Everyone <laughs> some call my team. I'm not trying to take cut for that. It's, he leads it. It's, it's a tr team. tremendous video. Warms the heart. Uh, and Alex and team trying to make sure, by the way, that any monetized uh, or any funds gained from the monetizing of the video do go to cancer-related charities as well. It's like if you couldn't end the week on you couldn't end the week on a better Final Fantasy fourteen community story. So that's why I wanted to make sure we ended our Final Fantasy fourteen segment here uh, instead of on our previous story. Yeah, if you're called chat, I'm uh, saying that they didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, and in fact, here I will link the piece uh, that we wrote up on MMO Bomb for you. It has the video right in it. Go check it out there. It's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I, I cannot play the audio for you here <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> Might get in a little trouble. You definitely need to watch it. Let's slide over, talk a few things about Square Enix. Three things, in fact, and then we'll call it a day. When am I showing this billboard, by the way? Uh, on my outro. On your outro, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I got to load it into the... I'll signal it. Okay, because I got to load it into the B-roll footage, so... Or do am okay. I just showing it over your shot? You can just show it over my shot. Okay. That works. All right. Uh, so one of us was right. One of us was, and not by us, I don't mean happy. Because uh, by one of us, I mean Kronos, Tarkin, and, and myself. Happy, I don't know where you stood on this, but Forspoken has been delayed again. This time, Called it two days before it happened. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about hearing non-singers sing. It is all mixed correctly. <laughs> it is all mixed correctly. Hi, I mean, it's Alex. Alex's high-end audio. It's absolutely go watch it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't need to tout Alex. Alex is just amazing. Um, yeah, so delayed until now January 24th of 2023. This delay coming pretty close to the announcement of God of War's <laughs> November release, but like, you know, Forspoken was going to be a month ahead of that. So like, why were they delaying? Like, what is going on here? Well, the post says this, as a result of ongoing discussions with key partners, we've made the strategic decision to move the launch date of Forspoken to January 24th, 2023. All game elements are now complete and de development is in its final polishing phase. We would like to thank you for your continued support and patience on this journey. Your excitement for the game inspires us every day, and we cannot wait to share more about Forspoken with you later this summer. So multiple delays, and now it's in a really freaking weird spot if you look at the rest of Square Enix's release calendar. I mean, you've got Crisis Core coming sometime between December and February uh, with winter. You've got... Final Fantasy 16 coming in the summer. You've got a slew of under, let's say, undercard titles uh, from Square Enix coming out from October through basically April of next year. I honestly feel like they just murdered Forspoken. Like, I feel like it just got murdered, even though it may have already arguably been breathing its kind of final breaths with the first delay on this one. 
which is sad because now I feel like the only way this game succeeds in any way, shape, or form is if it is almost one of those revolutionary titles that does something so wildly different or tells such a compelling story that it basically uh, word of mouth advertises its way to long success. And I don't have the hope that it's that kind of game. I don't think it's meant to be that kind of game. Maybe I'm being a little negative on this one, but I was interested in Forspoken and my interest has just continued to go down and now, I, I, Tark, I, I know you tweeted in response when I tweeted it out from Ready Check Radio that this was no longer a day one purchase from you. Nope. I just, I'll wait for some reviews, maybe even a sale at this point. Um, it's just showing me they really don't have the confidence. I mean, they, they said it was all about polish when they moved it from May to October. And now they're reiterating they need more polish. Like, how much more time for polish do you need? I just, I, I'm just disappointed. Um, I was really looking forward to this, and at this point, um, unless they put a lot of money maybe in marketing, overspend that way to hype it up a little bit, I, I just, I don't see how this one um, gets anything more than a Babylon's Fall kind of a reception. I don't think it'll be that bad. <laughs> I don't <laughs> how think many things are right. I don't think yeah, it's going to be pretty bad. Babylon's Fall or Balan's Wonder World. Maybe Guardians of the uh, Galaxy. You know. Yeah. I don't think just it's under, gonna be underperformed. That bad. Did not meet our expectations. What about you, Haps? I mean, this can't bode well for it. I, it's putting it in too big of a Square Enix window, in in my estimation. It's better than it coming out in October and not working. Honestly, there are so many games in that time frame. Yeah. I was fucking relieved that it was delayed on multiple fronts. Because you mentioned October. They just confirmed Dealfield Chronicle near the end of September. They yep. confirmed Valkyrie Elysium near the end of uh end of september star ocean is the end of october uh harvestella's december we're probably looking at the criterion dungeons around early october most likely it's like it was flooded and then god of war announced that it was going to be november and it's just like everything keeps piling on to that season that i don't actually know what's happening in january yet for any other game for any other franchise maybe there is something that i don't know maybe crisis core Christ scores a maybe. I think that's actually going to be a March release. I think they're going to stretch that March 21st is the technical end, end of, of winter. winter. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> even, even, even Amazon's pre order that's up, they just to play it safe, though they put that like, no, we don't know the date. So just put March kind of thing. And I'm yeah. like, I have a feeling it'll be pretty close to right. Um, I'm still fairly excited. I was less excited before they delayed it because it was getting so close to release and they weren't saying anything, which is why I figured they would delay it. Yep. I, there, there's no way they were going to announce Star Ocean's release date. Harvestella, which is two months later, these other two games, Dio Field and Valkyrie, are like two weeks before, and just not say anything about Forspoken. Like, it was clear it was getting delayed. But the spot they did back in March looked pretty good, yeah. and it looked like it did just need some polish. In my opinion, that's actually all it looked like it needed. But Yeah, and, and, and more chat, chat saying it too, by the way, like, if, if a delay leads to a better end product, fine. I don't believe that's the case here. I don't believe that's the case yeah. here. You know what I think the real problem is? I think the Luminous engine is still not it's a still, great engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to think this was their, their way of rounding it out, but I think it's still presenting issues. 
clearly they need to stop making engines. <laughs> so you already teased uh, a couple of these. Uh, Diofield Chronicle, September 5th, or not September 5th, um, it's for the PS5. <laughs> for the PS5 and the PS4. 22nd of September release. Uh, it'll be on the PS Store in, in August, which is a, a demo of it, if you want to get a, a feel for that. August 10th. August 10th. The uh, Valkyrie series, uh, Valkyrie Elysium, coming to PC. That's awesome. Uh, finally sort seeing of. the Valkyrie series there. We'll see if the game is any good. We don't know that yet. Uh, so that's cool, but it's going to be a little later than console. September 29th on the PlayStation 4 and 5th, November 11th, before that comes out on Steam. So, again... A busy, busy time. And finally, speaking of Balan, uh, Yuji Naka still not happy with Square Enix. Still not happy. Uh, posted, it ain't so. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, posted a picture uh, on his Twitter <laughs> uh, to celebrate the 26th anniversary of Sonic Team's uh, Nights into Dreams game back on the Sega Saturn. Except he edited the photo to re to remove Naoto Oshima from it. Oshima was the character designer when Naka was the programmer. They both worked on Balan Wonderworld. Uh, kind of when asked about it, and you know, what are you doing here? Why'd you edit the photo? Uh, by Twitter fans, Naka had this to say: How would you feel if you were suddenly removed from a game that you had worked hard on for over two years? And when you went to court, you found out that they had been talking about me behind my back in court documents, and that is why I was removed from the game. Game creators create games with care for the people who play them. Don't you think that people and companies that cannot take care of games are no good? Instead of talking behind my back, don't you think they should tell them directly before removing them? What would you do if you were to be ill for a long time and unable to do anything because of it? And how would you feel... If you were the director of an unfinished game and it was heavily criticized, obviously this is not the first time Naka has gone off no. on Square Enix on Twitter. We talked about it previously on this show. Not a happy camper, Yuji Naka. Not a happy camper at the way it all went down. The way it you all. You know what he down. should do? He should he should get a billboard. Don't think that'll help. Uh, no, probably I, not. He is someone He's that very angry. definitely <laughs> should not use Square Enix assets if he bought a billboard. <laughs> Just don't even remotely use them. Now, look, here's the thing. I get it. Like, I get him being upset. I get him feeling a certain way about feeling like whether he was or not, I don't know. I wasn't there. But feeling like he was done wrong by a company. A, a corporate entity talked about behind my back, removed from a project that wasn't finished. But look, you were removed from a project that wasn't finished six months before it was released. Like how and much? Not finished. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you weren't gonna. <laughs> gonna it's say. it's not like being there. You you were gonna save it, right? Like is that really the expectation? Like this would have been. You would have needed to be there for the six months and get Square Enix to delay it for another year so that you could overhaul massive portions of that game, right? Like, I'm not crazy. No, no, you're not. I was, I was thinking the same thing. And not to mention, 
And I, I'm a Yuji Naka fan, by the way. Yeah. I had high, I had hopes. high hopes in that. I had high hopes when I was playing the demo. Mike and I both were like, oh, let's play the demo. Let's check it out. And we were like, uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much where I was, too. Yeah, it's it's it almost isn't doing him any favors. To no, be. it really isn't. Not like, if he wants it, another it job. Doesn't, it doesn't make. Well, it's not even about that. It doesn't. It doesn't come off as a passioned plea to to wish that you had the chance to to share the vision you you truly had. It doesn't come off that way. It comes off as, for lack of a better word, bitter. Yeah, it, it's, more than it's, anything else. Yeah, it's, yeah, it feels like sour grapes. Yeah, and even just like like I trust me, I've I've had pictures that have fond memories of me, and I have removed the people in there who I thought were problematic. Yeah, but this is. This is the person who, like, if the person who was removed from the picture removed somebody from the picture, you know what I mean? And it's you have to wonder. Square Enix is never going to come out and and say if there was anything he was doing or or anything that was like really really egregious and bad yeah. for the work. And I'm not like, I'm not defending Square by the way. Yeah, we'll never know, right? But like this they could very well it... have handled things totally unprofessionally, totally yes. unethically, totally in a way that you know violates uh, privacy or violates you know just basic laws of decorum. Like I'm not defending them. I don't know. They could have done everything he says they did, but or he could have been like this with his own team. Right. Yeah. We don't know. That's the problem. He's not going to, you know, be any more than what he's being right now. It's one of those things where you'll never get the other side of it. And the only side you're getting is so impassioned by what they think is right that it's, 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 it's I mean, you just have to play the best you could do is play devil's advocate. And I you mean, know this, what? Here's the thing, know. too. Like, if there had been a good product behind it, I might be even a little more on Naka's side. Right. But there yeah, was a the six months thing really, yeah. really burns it. Yeah. And, and his argument isn't that it wasn't ready. It was that they forced it out the door before it was ready. So he's not argue, not only arguing that I should have still been on the team all the way through to completion for those six months, longer, yeah. but that it also should have been in development for eight months, a year, a year and a half, not just six months before it was shoved out the door. So it's kind of a compound argument. I should have been there and we should have had more time. But he had already he went he went there like two years prior and like nobody knew what he was working on. Square didn't say a thing when they picked him up from Sega. I think it was right after he left Sega, and uh, yeah, it's just so bizarre, so bizarre. If I just I had gotten a great game, Tark, that was just buggy as all hell, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, six months of polish. They should have forespoken this thing. Uh, <laughs> forespoken. <Yeah. laughs> For spoken is a verb now, by the way. Um, then I'd be maybe a little more on his side, but when I look at it and I'm like, this had so many problems, you needed to start over. Like, you, yeah. you had cool, cool looking assets. That was about it. That was about it. Anyway, let's slide over to Love It or Leave It while we talk about this very topic. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind here. It's where I give you and our panel a topic that has something to do with Square Enix. Could be a press release, a game, a feature in a game, something they did, something they said, or even something tangentially related to them because it's my goddamn show and I'll do whatever the hell I want. 
And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. There is no fence-sitting, no gray area. You got to make the call right now. And I'm not asking you gentlemen today about Forspoken being delayed. That is not what I'm asking you about. Not are you for the delay or you don't love the delay. No. I specifically want to know, do you love it or leave it that it was delayed for, quote, strategic reasons? Love it or leave it Tark? I'm definitely going to have to go leave it. If it was, we found some issues and we need want to enhance it. This is, th this screams like no confidence when they say strategic reasons. Like they don't have confidence in it going against other square properties or other properties that are coming out in a given window. So they moved it because they just don't believe in it. So I'm going to leave it and I'm sad for it. Apps? I. I'm going to <laughs> What are you doing? Where's the Jeopardy music when love you it. need it? You love, love it. it. Wow. I'm going to go with with love it because I think it's not even about whether or not they have confidence and I do think that they probably have confidence issues in the title succeeding. I, I, they have metrics and things regarding its popularity and how it's 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 been received publicly up to this point, and that I think definitely influences part of the decision. That being said, they need to give it as much freedom and kind of standalone release window ish to make sure that it is something people want to buy in a particular season. Because people, it's not a beloved IP, even if it's a publisher that's put out a lot of games before, and they know people are going to be divisive about it just because it's the same studio that did Final Fantasy XV. They, they, they want it to stand alone and away from as many other things as possible. And this is something Square Enix does not do with other titles, and it damns its other titles that are good games. Yeah. Because they don't. So do you and uh, Freycore and Chat kind of stepping where my brain was going with this because it's very easy to look at it and say strategic uh, for the benefit of Forspoken, uh, and I don't think that's the case. I, right where you kind of finished up is is where I would pick up. I love this because I think their strategic reasons have to do with their other titles that splitting off of the fraction of the fan base that's going to take a dive or uh, into the deep end of an unknown IP hurts Diofield, hurts uh, Live Alive, hurts like all the different smaller Square Enix titles releasing in that Windows that have a little bit of a following, a little bit more of a following because they are maybe not as established, of course, as a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Quest, but they are established, most of them, uh, in in a little bit of a fandom. And if they only have a little bit of a fandom and 20% of them are willing to take this plunge on a new IP, most people aren't in the position we are where we're like, I'm buying all of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people are in that, yeah, pick one or two. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I think the strategic reason makes sense, not for helping Forspoken, but for helping those other titles that probably benefit from this move, even though I think in the long run this move hurts Forspoken. I think it hurts it. We'll see. 
uh, how it reviews when it comes out, that's going to be the only chance I think it has of success. Because uh, it's not going to get pushed in a marketing campaign like you want it to, Tark. It's, that's just not going to happen at this point. Uh, so we'll see. Um, and strategically, it does keep it in the same fiscal year, right? They didn't back it into April, which would have bounced it out of their uh, some of their fiscal quartering. And well, Square. Not that I think they need anything for the fiscal year of 2022. Right. Right. Jesus. So it it'll be weird. It'll be weird to see. Uh, but I love the move for some of the smaller titles that do have a following. I think it's good for them. Go pick up Diofield Chronicles. <laughs> yes. Go play the demo. Go play the demo. You're, you know, you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, that's going to do it for us here. We will be back on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, with an episode of Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up show. Uh, and then, yeah, off next week for Thursday and Saturday shows. No uh, Relic Grind. No uh, Gaming Gumbo on Saturday. I will still stream on Monday, Final Fantasy TCG. Uh, we didn't do that this Monday. Obviously, it was July 4th, so there's a lot going on in the evening. Uh, until the next time, I know, Happy, you are not the host for the next time. But where can everybody uh, find you, my friend? You could find me, Mr. Happy1227, that name, pretty much anywhere. Monster Hunter Rise is my jam right now, but only for another day or two. Because starting this Saturday, I will be beginning a much longer endeavor than the one I undertook six years ago. I will be playing through all of the Final Fantasy titles, all the main ones, leading up to the launch of Final Fantasy 16. And I have made this lovely advertisement for everyone to enjoy. And uh, as you can see, we have all completely original art of all of the characters that you will be seeing, uh, several of your beloved characters drawn, drawn by a very a good friend at 85JSH on Twitter. Commissioned, I should say. Not just drawn, because uh paid a hefty price for a lot of these. It's beautiful. A lot, lot of character portraits <laughs> that had to be commissioned to make this happen. Oh, boy. And uh, on top of that, there'll be tons of unlockable bonuses, bonus games, bonus challenge runs, new game minus, four white mage runs, four job fiestas, randomizers, Type Zero, World of Final Fantasy, which was a game that got screwed by their bad release schedules yep. in the past. Never forgave them for them damning World of Final Fantasy twice. But I'll still love it. So tune in. It'll be a fun time. And thanks for having me. No, always a pleasure, my friend. Love having you. Tark. Find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming. Very easy and simple. Final Fantasy 14, five days a week, Monday through Friday. And on Saturday and Sunday evenings, uh, you can find me here on Ready Check Radio, where we're current playing, currently playing Sekiro. Uh, and we just got to the Blazing Bull, so good times there. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there, Magic Man One. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O, on Twitter. And you'll get a tweet anytime we go live with a podcast, my Final Fantasy streams, or other video game streams, or any streams from our volunteer streamers who I love very, very much. Until next week, stay safe. Well, not next week. We'll see you on the servers. Everyone, come join me at the club. <laughs> <laughs>